welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Great to have you joining us today. And I just want to uh, begin by saying, wow, what a response we're having since we uh, started this new season. The numbers are significantly up uh, and from the previous season, which is fantastic. And, and that's without really any kind of promotion or marketing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. In fact, we're going to do that and we need to do that. So thank you for those of you who are new listeners and those of you that are returning listeners and those of you that are sharing. And I would just say, hey, you know, we'd appreciate uh, any five-star ratings, any reviews that can be written, all of that is really, really helpful. And especially those of you that are, are saying, hey, I've, I've listened and now this new season's come and I'm really excited to really enjoy the content and it's helping me. I'd, I'd appreciate those uh, rankings and reviews for sure. And I also want to say that one of the big pieces of feedback that we got was, you know, we like listening to Rick, but, you know, we'd like some guests too, some other viewpoints and some other discussions. And we are working diligently on that, lining up guests so that it will not just always be me uh, speaking, but you'll get to hear from other folks as well. So we've got a couple people already lined up and and we're reaching out to a few more. But let me just say the people are I mean these are big time guests. I mean we're we're really excited about who we have and we're really excited about the potential for a couple more saying yes. I mean this would be really really great stuff. You would get enormous amount out of it. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be uh, talking more about that in in the days and weeks to come for sure. Uh, but great to have you joining us today. And today I want to talk about decision fatigue and how you overcome it. And you may say, well, what is a decision fatigue? And I think once you hear it, uh, you'll, you'll see it, you'll know it. So let's just, let me just ask you, have you ever reached the end of the day and felt like you were unable to make one more decision? Like you've been making endless choices throughout the day from the moment you got up and now it's time to pick what you're going to have for dinner. And it's just like too exhausting. That feeling is due to decision fatigue. And, and it affects everyone. Throughout the day, we're constantly making decisions. Whether to do something or to avoid doing it. And we may not you know, actively be aware of it. But each decision takes a little bit more of our mental energy until we don't have anything left. Now, you say, okay, um, what do you do? Well, we'll get to that. You know, we'll get to the what do you do, but first we got to kind of lay out the challenge that we have because, uh, you know, there's really no way to prevent the willpower from draining. Uh, you know, there's just... Uh, there's just no way around it with that many decisions, but you can gain some boost throughout the day. So again, how about just kind of a, a, a working definition? Decision fatigue is our decreasing ability to make good choices. The more choices or the more decisions that we make. So decision fatigue is our decreasing ability to make good decisions. The more decisions 
we make. Essentially, our brain gets tired of the choices of the decisions and therefore begins to make worse ones or avoid making decisions at all, even though we know the classic statement, here it is, not making a decision is a decision. So that's the challenge. That's the challenge. And, and here's the thing that goes along with it. Our ability to avoid temptation. Numerous decisions and choices throughout the day wear us down and then it can make us unable to resist things like, for instance, impulse buying, amongst many other temptations. And you may be thinking, you know, just tuning in today and you may be thinking, wow, I never really even thought about this before. Yeah, it's, it's real though, right? I mean, it's absolutely positively real. It's, it's not like it's a made up thing. Decision fatigue isn't just something that happens to some people. It uh, happens to everyone. All of us go through it. We may not even notice it regularly, but we're constantly making decisions. We decide what to wear in the morning, what to eat, what errands we should run, what our priorities should be for the day, what we should buy. It's exhausting. And it's uh, really like a never-ending cycle. And it's not just the obvious decision-making. It's the things that we avoid. Even when we're avoiding, so like we say, I don't want to eat as much, or I, don't, I, I need to... to uh, Stop goofing off at work. I need to stop spending money. All those good intentions, the willpower, the energy to react to them and respond to them can go away. And it's, it's, this is a real thing. And it's something that I want to help you with today. But, you know, it isn't just like in, in everyday life. Let's just go out of everyday life just for a moment. Let's look at something like in the business world. The more decisions a person makes in a company, the worse their decisions are likely to be by the end of the day. Have you ever wondered how could the CEO or the CFO or anyone in the C-suite, how could they make such a bad decision? And it may be that it came from a decision made late uh, in the afternoon. In sports, as athletes get tired through the game, you'll see coaches, point guards in basketball, quarterbacks in football make some bad decisions, some bad calls. And, and you know, I just can't believe it. Yeah. It's decision fatigue. That's what it is. All these decisions that you have to make throughout a game. And as the game wears on, you're worn down mentally. Let's just look at, at how de decision fatigue kind of manifests itself. How it kind of comes about in our lives. How about four Procrastination, impulsivity, avoidance, and indecision. Those are four ways that 
decision fatigue manifests itself in our lives. We procrastinate about making a decision. We're impulsive. We make a decision quickly. We avoid making decisions altogether, or we just find ourselves in a state of indecision. Where should we go to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? You know, it's, it's like a joke amongst couples, but you can see this is really, the answer is decision fatigue. That's that's what it's about. And while you may, you know, personally relate to like a bad decision that you make at work or an impulse buy or the fact that you, you know, give in to the dessert, the mental exhaustion has real life consequences. Let's just look at a few. So a study was done on judges and parole boards and listen to this. Out of over 1,000 decisions, prisoners who appeared before the court in the morning were granted parole 70% of the time. Those who appeared in the late afternoon, 10% of the time. Parole boards, judges, they suffered from decision fatigue that got worn down throughout the day by weighing the heavy decisions in every case. So if you go before the board of the judge in the morning, there's an incredibly higher chance that you'll get parole than the afternoon. I know about a, a surgery that was done, and this is a really top-notch, well-known surgeon, but the surgery was done at like 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And that surgery ended up uh, not being fully successful, only partially successful. And the person had to go back and have a second surgery with someone who has a very big time reputation for their, their skills as a surgeon. And what you read when you read this material is they say, yeah, don't get surgery in the afternoon. Avoid it at all costs. Avoid surgery in the afternoon. Avoid uh, avoid a judge in the afternoon. You know, uh, anywhere where decisions are made and people need their best mental acuity, you, you don't want people involved in anything that's going to decide your life in the afternoon and certainly late in the afternoon. Let's look at it from another perspective. They say that the poor feel decision fatigue strongly due to the amount of trade-offs that they have to make throughout the day, especially when it comes to, to purchasing items, shopping. This constant decision-making leaves them with less willpower to do the things that would really improve their circumstances, like uh, going back to school uh, or uh, getting a job or getting a better job, all because they're just so worn down by the decisions that they simply have to make to survive. You know, you may think, why is this happening? You know, is this always been the case? And and I don't think I don't think it has always been the case. I think decision fatigue is becoming more pronounced over time because we continually have more and more choices and options. I'm talking about just material things as well as all types of distractions temptations, call them what you will. 
And, 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 you know, we know this is true because all you have to do is just, you know, our, our washing machine broke recently. So we had to get a new washing machine. We probably hadn't gotten one for, I don't know, 12 or 13 years. Holy smokes. Do you want the kind of washer that is the, the old, the old, older kind where it's from the top? Or do you want the one that, that, uh, you know, is like a front loader? Okay, and then um, which brand do you want and how big do you want the washing machine? I mean, I didn't even know that this existed. You know, oh, there's 3.8 and there's 4.2 and there's 5.0 and there's 5.4 cubic. What? Yeah, this is the stuff. And it can just be absolutely overwhelming. Choices, choices, choices. Go to buy a car, buy an appliance, buy a house. Smaller decisions. You know, buy a coffee pot. I mean, it's just, there's so many choices. And then we could get into any number of other, uh, you know, types of, of endeavors that we might, you know, find ourselves in besides things that simply need to be purchased. Now, look, the COVID uh, pandemic has certainly, uh, you know, limited choices, but we're coming out of it. And those choices are are going to to get greater and greater and greater all the time. And, you know, you'll, you'll be back to trying to decide, you know, where should we go? What should we decide to do? Should we go to this festival? Uh, no, we should take this little weekend trip and go to the state park. Or should we go to church on Sunday? Uh, should we go out to dinner? And if we do, should we go to this kind of restaurant or that kind of restaurant? And, I mean, it just goes on and on. Should we go to this sporting event? I mean, there's just so many choices about what you can do with your time. Should we watch this or that? Let's just look at the pandemic. I mean, the explosion of streaming services and and content. You know, should we watch this? Should we watch that? Should we get into this whole thing and watch all four seasons? And, you know, all the, it was just decisions, decisions, decisions. All kinds of decisions. There's more work options than there's ever been. And now there's going to be the work uh, from home option. And, and it just goes on and on. So, you know, the, the, the question is, uh, can, can we do anything about it? Is there any way we can overcome it or counteract it? What can we do? What, what can we do about it? Is there a way to combat decision fatigue is there a way to to overcome it are there things that we can do that give us a boost that uh, save our energy uh, for the things that really matter and uh, you know the the good news is there are there are there absolutely are things that can be done and the rest of this episode is really dedicated to giving you some very practical tools that you can put in your toolbox to overcome decision fatigue. So let's begin with the first. I mean, this is a really important tool. Simplify your choices. In other words, the more choices you have, the more decision fatigue you're going to experience. That's just a fact. That's like mathematical. The more choices, the more decision fatigue. The more decisions, the more you're fatigued by the decisions you have to make. By simplifying your daily routine as much as possible, you can 
maintain, save more mental energy. So simplifying is absolutely crucial against decision fatigue and battling it. Here's where it really begins when you're talking about simplifying is you, you've got to decide your, you know, your priorities. It's what are the things that are most important? You can't do everything without becoming exhausted. So what is it? Is it your appearance? Is it what you're eating? Is it your job, your career? Is it your family? You've got to have some type of priority. And, and you may say, well, I've got priority of my job during working hours and then my family and, and family time. Okay, well, you know, we can, get, we can get to all that. But, you know, you, you've really just got to look at your priorities and say, what's, what's most important? Now, let's just look at something like how you start your day. How about picking out your clothes in advance the night before? Just one less decision to have to make that day. Just before you go to bed, just say, yeah, this is what I'm going to wear tomorrow. Then when you get up, you don't have to start your day wondering what you're going to wear. You already know what you're, you're going to wear. Or you could do sort of the, you know, the Steve Jobs approach. You know, I'm going to wear blue jeans and a black turtleneck every single day, you know. And you can kind of chuckle, but you can see, you look at, Mark Zuckerberg is always wearing a t-shirt and a hoodie. And even President Obama, they said he basically just kept it very simple, mostly blue suits and white shirts and a very limited selection of ties. He just, he, he has been quoted as saying that he just had too many decisions and he just didn't want to have to worry about, think about the decisions of what it was that he was going to wear. So he just simplified his decisions that way. And, you know, that may be what you want to do. I think they call it capsule wardrobe or something, you know, where you just like pick out a certain amount of limited number of, of pieces of clothes that you're going to wear. And, you know, you just rotate through this color pants and, and these shirts or skirts or blouses or whatever the case may be. You just kind of simplify and you say, well, that doesn't give me the freedom to express myself. Okay, well, then we're back to picking it out the night before. How about uh, creating a meal plan? You know, instead of really just scrounging around for what am I going to eat for breakfast and what's lunch going to be, you know, you, you make a meal plan for the week. Then you don't have to decide what you're going to eat every day. And hey, if you make your meals in advance, I know people that do a meal plan thing where like on Sunday night, they prepare their meals for the week and they put them in these containers and they put them in the fridge or the freezer, whatever the case may be. And this is Monday, this is Tuesday, this is Wednesday. It just, of course, you can see the, the, really the double benefit of that. First of all, decisions are taken away. You don't have to make them. And secondly, you have the fact that you can eat you know, healthy or eat the way you want to eat, stay on the, the, the plan you have for your health. You know, setting up a daily routine or, you know, uh, at least a, a during the week routine really can cut down on decision making. I'm a huge proponent of this. I always have been just uh, do the same thing each day. You know, it's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. I know what I'm going to do. I work out at the same time. I I write same time. I mean, I, I do these things in a very predictable pattern. 
eat at the same time, sleep at the same time. You know, now you may say, hey, Rick, sounds kind of boring, but I think I have a pretty exciting life if you want to sort of uh, talk about it. I just think it's a matter of the routine means less decisions that actually have to get made. Even something like, you know, the, the working environment now, you know, if you're working at home, really having a defined work area. Uh, where I'm recording right now is kind of our, our new studio for this podcast with the new season. And it's in uh, an office that has been all completely redone. And uh, man, it's great. It's a great setting and it's a productive setting. It's a, it's a space that uh, is going to keep distractions away and it's going to create, I think, greater efficiency and more importantly, uh, productivity. You know, when you get into the routine, you, you begin to practice something that psychologists called uh, auto, uh, uh, automaticity, you know, like automatic automaticity. We all have automatic behaviors from tying our shoes to driving home from work. And like if you've ever uh, meant to stop at the grocery store after work and suddenly you find yourself in your driveway, it's because the automatic drive home took over your intent to get groceries. You, you didn't even notice because of automaticity. So just if you can get these sort of automatic behaviors happening in your life, that's less decisions that you have to make and those less decisions are going to help you with your decision fatigue. Here's another. Get your priorities done early in the day. Since the best time to make decisions is in the morning before you're fatigued, try to put all your important tasks and decisions front-loaded at the beginning of the day. This way you'll be more productive and you'll make better decisions. Start with a, a to-do list. And most of the experts say that the morning to-do list should probably not be more than about five items. Ideally, you'd prepare this even the night before. So you wake up, you know exactly where you're going and you just work through those tasks. Put them in order. Here's the five things I need to get done today and I'm going to get them done within the first couple hours of the day. It works. Here's another. Build momentum. Instead of trying to focus on your willpower and your strength, you know, which is the, you know, the force you need to kind of get things started, focus on the momentum. In other words, you're going to continue with tasks. You're just going to continue. You're going to, you're going to put the task together. The less often you have to switch up your focus and make a decision, the better. So if you have several tasks along the same vein or theme, then do them all in a row. The worst thing that you can do, really, is to be jumping around. Jumping, oh, the, the, you know, the buzzer went off, the, the no, notification. No, oh, this person texted me. That's how you lose momentum. And then you're making decisions and then and now all your good decision time is gone and you still have important things to do. So you really have to be disciplined about this and say, I got to stay on task. And I'm not going to be jumping all over the place. I'm going to, to stay with it. You know, there's the five minute rule. 
where, you know, instead of you starting and, and with the idea you're going to finish, you just have a goal of doing it for five minutes and you're more likely to continue with it after the five minutes is over because you feel accomplished and productive. So instead of thinking about, oh, I got to get this done and this is, it's going to be two hours, just, just practice the five minute rule. Now let's go back to a little more of the distractions. You know, try to schedule times when you're not distracted. In other words, those first couple hours of the day, that's prime time. So you're not answering emails. You're not responding to notifications and texts. You're not going to grab a snack. You're not looking at the news. You are focused on the decisions that need to be made and the five tasks that you need to get accomplished and get done. And if you stay with that, what's going to happen is you're going to be much more productive. And when the decision fatigue comes later in the day, it won't have the same consequences for your life because you will have made the good decisions early in the day about the areas in your life that really, really, really matter. All right. What, what are some other tools? Well, uh, a power nap. You know, I don't know, you know if you've heard about it, read about it, maybe practice it. But the power nap, you know, has all kinds of benefits. Now, this isn't like an hour long nap or hour and a half. This is like, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. And what it does is it resets your mind. So you can gain a little bit of energy and you wake up refreshed and you won't be as fatigued. Here's another practical tool. Eat something. Listen to this. Studies have shown that decision making briefly improves after lunch as the glucose gives our brain an energy boost. So have some snacks on hand for when you're feeling the fatigue so you can get that little bit of glucose boost that will help you to make sure that you are making the best decisions that you can make. Another tool is, is to try to use the weekends to really refresh yourself and rest. Try to take a break over the weekend to reset your brain for the week to come. Ideally, you know, you might do some kind of prep on Sunday night, but not a lot. Maybe just an hour, maybe half an hour. Just set the week up. Set your Monday first five things that you've got to get done, the five things that you have to get done that you're going to get done in the beginning of the day. And just look at, you know, these are the things I need to accomplish. And just let that happen. But other than that, you, you know, you're relaxing, you're recreating, you're resting, you're rejuvenating. All the words that start with RE, you're doing them so that you can start the week as fresh and as strong and as energized as possible so that you make the very best decisions you can possibly make. And finally, avoid impulse decisions. Try to avoid making decisions when you are not in a place of strength, but you're in a place of fatigue, when your willpower is low and you are not strong. So no late night emails. Those don't go well. 
this means, you know, you, you don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry and you buy all kinds of stuff that you never normally would, wouldn't, wouldn't buy. I, I, I don't really do grocery shopping. And uh, recently I was with my wife and, and, and she wanted to pick up a few things. And, you know, I was like, oh, look at these peanut butter cookies are like, you know, pre-done. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab those. And oh, I was like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, now they're at the house and now they're in the fridge. And then all of a sudden, oh, just, you know, heat up the oven and pop them in and instant peanut butter cookies. Well, sure. And, and instant calories. So these impulse decisions and just think about when you're online and the things that you see and the online shopping that you do and all those impulse decisions that you make and all the money you're spending and wasting don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I hope these tools are helpful to you. And I hope that if you had any doubts about it or never heard of it before, you, you realize now, yeah, this decision fatigue is a real thing. And you need to be battling against it. And you can overcome it. And I just encourage you to put some of these strategies into place. Some of these, Use some of these tools so that you can make the best decisions because you know that, you know, you you make the decisions. You've heard me. Some of you heard me say this before. Then your decisions make you. You make the decisions and then they make you and they determine your life. So you want to make the best possible decisions you can make and you don't want to be fatigued when you make them. And being aware of decision fatigue and practicing some of these principles and using some of these tools is going to help you to make better decisions. Well, thanks for joining us again this week on the Point of Impact podcast. Again, it's great that more and more of you are joining each week and we look forward to you joining us again. Share, tell people, put it on social media. This is a podcast that can really help you and give us those rankings and ratings. And uh, we've got some great episodes coming up in the days and weeks to come for sure. And we hope you will join us. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to you joining us for our next episode. 